Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. First, I would like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amara Manesi, co-host, for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Brother Martins, we cannot hear you very well. Work on your audio. First, I would like to... If you are using an earpiece, can you remove it? Okay, let me try. No. Hello. Can you hear me, ma'am? I might be here clearly. Estima. Praise the Lord. So good morning. Go ahead, but it's still very low. Good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. And with ourselves as brethren, first I would like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarakma for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer point has been posted on the chat group. Let's kindly go through it today as we continue to pray for mainstream media that targets the church pushing the agenda of LGBT and other ungodly content. Our scripture reading is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 46, ESV translation I read. This day the Lord will deliver you into my end, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of Philistines this day to the birds of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. We are going to pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit against every establishment of all principal actors in government institutes, pioneering the agenda of the deep state into pushing forward of ungodly content and lifestyles such as LGBTQ, nudity and immorality in mainstream media and social media platforms declare that every of their evil establishments against the teaching of the church crumbles and become desolate in the matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Esteemed families kindly unmute and mic and begin to pray fervently in the spirit using the above prayer points. Leju brahala kusubrahen tegelegeri braka Thank you. 
Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. As we have come together in one body to come against every establishment of the evil ones in government sectors to push forward the agenda of the deep state. We declare that every of their establishment crumbles and remains desolate in the name of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ remains standing and the gates of air shall never prevail against it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for answering our prayer. For in Jesus, the most beautiful name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amarakma, for the opportunity to lead. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for the sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you. Right now, I will hand over to the praise and worship team for the next section. Thank you all, and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. What manner of love is this? You sacrificed your life, you died for me. You proved your love. Thinking about the length you went and the victories you wrote in hell for me. I'm grateful, Lord. What manner of love is this? You sacrificed your life, you died for me. You proved your love. Thinking about the length you went and the victories you wrote in hell for me. I am grateful, Lord, for I was crucified with it all, even though I live, it's no longer I who lives, and I am used to swim with you, this life I live. And consciously and consciously, oh Lord, in you I live by your faith. I live, oh Lord, my God, in you I live and move and have my being. By your grace, I live, oh Lord, my God. Oh Lord, in you I live. In your name, I live, oh Lord, my God. 
continually and move and have my being in your name i live oh lord my god every day of my life on earth is a manifestation of your finished works in me. It's all by your grace. I keep fighting the fight of faith. Because all you did for me was not in vain. I am grateful for I was crucified with you, even though I live, it's no longer I who lives, and I am fused as one with you, this life I live, and consciously and consciously, Oh, Lord, in you I live, oh, I have I live, oh, Lord, my God, in you I live and move and have my being in your name. I live, oh, Lord, my God. For the love of life in your love. Ye give a baba, Bashunti, Kaba, Yakisunti, the Baro Satai, Kibai. Oh, and you'll believe and move and have our being, O God. Marco Satalabaya. He brusi tibasunti, the Baro Sikasunti, Kabaya. Believe in your name, O God. Oh, Baku Satai, Kibaya. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we love you, Father. We love you, Father. Glory be to your name forever. In Jesus' matchless name we have worshipped. Amen. Glory be to God forever. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. I welcome everyone once again to another session I'm inspired by the word global times of devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, dear esteemed sister Martha, for this amazing opportunity. God bless you so much, Ma. Thank you, esteemed sister Matinta, for the time of worship and brother Ch and Martin Stigazir for the time of prayer. Esteemed family, today is Saturday, the 4th of November, 2023. And the title of today's devotional is Authority Over Demons. Our theme scripture is taken from James chapter 4, verse 7. And the Bible says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Glory be to God. And we can read the rhapsody together now. Pastor says, A distressed lady, tormented by evil spirits, and trapped in a seemingly hopeless situation, was once brought to me. During this encounter, the demons identified themselves by revealing their names, reminiscent of the account in the Bible where Jesus encountered a legion of demons. I commanded the devils to come out of her in the name of Jesus, and they did. But just about 24 hours later, I received news that this same lady who was free from this demonic influence was in trouble again. I immediately called for her to be brought back to me. As soon as I saw her, I discerned that the demons had returned. Again, I addressed the demons to come out of her, and they did. Praise God. Here's something to understand. Although we have, we have authority over demons, we do not have dominion over human beings. People have the will to decide whether to invite these devils back into their lives through their choices and behaviors. They are, for instance, when being led by the spirit, we issue injunctions to restrain specific demons from returning. The demons know they are under orders not to return. Jesus exemplified this when he commanded the unclean spirits to come out of a boy and enter him no more. Mark chapter 9, verse 25. Obviously, the little boy couldn't make decisions for himself. Hence, Jesus barred the demon. In the realm of the spirit, you sit with Christ. Glory to God. I'm going to say that. I'm going to take that again. In the realm of the spirit, you sit with Christ. You occupy his place of authority with the power of attorney to use his name. Glory be to God. All the powers of darkness respond to and recognize your authority in Christ. Therefore, be bold to exercise this dominion today over demons and circumstances. Glory be to God forever. Hallelujah. You know, today's rhapsody is just so full and amazing. If you've been listening, which I know you are, you'll find the two scenarios that Pastor tried to use as an example for us. When you're dealing with adults, man is a humoral agent, right? No other man can superimpose on another person's will. So even God himself cannot superimpose on man's will. So for you to see, you know, this is so apt because I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. And I was saying that to be led by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will not force himself on you. The Holy Spirit does not enslave, he leads. He does not, yes, you might need to hear that again. 
The Holy Spirit does not enslave. The Holy Spirit leads because you yield to his leading. There is a place of yielding. So when you yield to his living, to his leading, he will lead you. This is what happens with the devil as well. The devil cannot impose himself on you. It's a matter of yielding. When we yield, that's why I say yield the members of your body to Christ, to the Spirit of God. When you yield, the Spirit of God or the devil can take over. This is very, this is very, this is clearly shown in the story that Pastor told us about that woman. So you can find that many times people are healed of their diseases. People have testimonies of healing, but before you know it, that sickness comes back. The sickness comes back. They will, it's as if they, 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 they lost the healing because the demon came back. Because for one reason or the other, they yielded themselves back to the devil. And you know, he's not just going to come back with the same set of demons. The, the Bible said that he'll go into the desert and gather people more powerful. So you find that you, 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 it seems as if this person that just got better is now worse, like three or four times, like 10 times worse. And ultimately, the sickness kills or destroys the person. But when we're dealing with children, and this is very important, because I am so grateful to God that Pastor brought this up for us. Our place as parents, because children, they are still growing, they are babies. So we can actually impose on their will. Because that scripture says, train up a child. We are training, you train children, you don't train adults. And in the place of training, that is the place where you can bar out forces and demonic forces out of their life. You can actually take that place of dominion. So when you see, when I see parents who, who negotiate certain things in their children's life, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how we do it. But I don't blame them because there is a lot of literature out there. And you know how the devil deceives people. People can read everything except the Bible. People are aware of all the statistics except the verses of the Bible. There is so much psychoanalysis of how to train your child. So many people have written all manner of exploratory and opinion-based literature on how best to train their children. And oh my God, believers are consuming it. Believers are consuming it. We all want our children to be proficient. We want them to play the violin. We want them to, to, to play the, um, the piano. We want them to be, there is nothing wrong with desiring all those things. But it, the only thing we don't want our children to be proficient in is in the scriptures. That is the only thing. Have you, have you ever heard, have you ever heard that a parent got a tutor to teach the child scriptures. Have you ever heard? We have tutors for arts, we have tutors for maths, we have tutors for uh, um, dressmaking, we have tutors for, for uh, um, in fact, we have tutors who are tutoring astronauts to go to space, we have tutors to tutor the tutoring. The only thing we don't tutor is the scriptures. 
who, who, who among us here, connected right here, has a tutor who comes to just tutor the Bible? Who among us here right now, if you are, raise your hand. You are paying a pastor to come and teach your children how to study the Bible. Who has a tutor for Bible? I want to see that parent. So we, 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 we negotiate internal life. We negotiate internal life. But every other thing is, it's, it's a do or die. But internal life is for negotiation. Pastor is telling us today. So you, you find that we, can, we cannot even stand to declare certain words in the life of our children. We don't have that boldness. We don't have that boldness. There are some things that happen in a child and you look at the child, you say, you devil of stubbornness, you get out of this child right now and do not come back. No, we don't do that. We immediately run to how to raise your five-year-old. Written by Mark. Left, right, hand side. And then we go to step, step one of making a child co compliant. Step two of dealing with your 13-year-old teenager. Step three of, those are the things we, that, those are the things we want. We download a manner of things from the internet. When that one is not working, and then, then that is when we remember the scriptures and we say, oh, spare the rod and spoil the child. And then you go draw the belt. And of course, the, the world abuse police are waiting for you. So that as soon as you do that, you're, 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 you're finished. The child is finished and you're gone. Pastor is saying today, as parents, we must know where we stand. We have the authority to burst certain demons out of our children. It is not all no that is no. Yes, I'm not saying that children can be funny, of course, you know. And the funny, funny part is that as parents, I know children are connected online, and right now I need you all to close your ears. As parents, we see ourselves in our children if we want to be truthful to, all, to ourselves. So you, all those times you spent saying no when you were growing up, you see, you see it shaking together and running over if you want to be truthful. So if you know what you think your parents would have done to get you to the place where you would not have done certain things, that, that is just the wisdom that you need. You know, when I see my last daughter, I see myself. I see there is nothing of myself that is missing in her. But I will not come and tell her that this is who I am. I'll tell her, baby, please now, have mercy on your mother. Baby, don't, baby, don't do this now. Why, baby? But I know that this is me. When it's not working, I say, okay, come here. Go to your room. Speak in tongues in five minutes. And I want to be hearing you from my room. Go and speak in tongues. Go and speak in tongues. I need you to go to your room and be blasting in tongues. I want to hear your voice from my room. By the time she starts speaking in tongues, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, when the in fact, two things happen. Either she sleeps off or she comes back, reset. We have the authority. Pastor said today, know who you are in Christ. I, I, I want to read that last part of the, of the devotional. It says, in, in conclusion, 
In the realm of the spirit, you sit with Christ. You occupy his place of authority with the power of attorney to use his name. Use the name of Jesus on your children, in your family, on your husband, on your wife. In your area of influence, you have that power. All the powers of darkness respond and recognize your authority in Christ. Therefore, be bold to exercise this dominion over demons and circumstances every day, child of God. Thank you for being part of today's devotional. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Makama. God bless you, man. Over to you now, esteemed Sister Udima. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for this for the Rapture Reality segment, Destin Hotel. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you so much, Destin Stamaka, for this opportunity to handle this segment of today's devotion. Esteemed family, now we're going to move over to the further study of our Rhapsody. And we're reading from the book of Mark. Mark chapter 5, verse 2 to 13. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now they were now they were there nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 16 from verse 17 to 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now we're going to be taking the prayer together. Dear Father, Thank you for the authority you've given me over all demonic forces. I exercise authority over demons and establish your kingdom in every place and in the hearts of men. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Right now, esteemed family, we'll move over to the one-year Bible reading plan. And I'll be taking the New Testament portion of today's reading. I will be reading from the book of Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1 to 13 in the message translation. Caption, when the promises are mixed with faith, for as long then as that promise of resting in him pulls us unto God's goal for us, 
we need to be careful that we're not disqualified. We receive the same promises as those people in the wilderness, but the promises didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promises with faith. If we believe, though we'll experience that state of resting, but, no, but not if we don't have faith. Remember that God said, exasperated I vowed, they'll never get where they're going, never be able to sit down and rest. God made that vow, even though he had finished his part before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Somewhere it's written, God rested the seventh day, having completed his work. But in this other text, he says, they'll never be able to sit down and rest. So this promise has not yet been fulfilled. Those earlier ones never did get to the place of rest because they were disobedient. God keeps renewing the promise and setting the day as today, just as he did in David's psalm centuries later than the original invitation. Today, please listen, don't turn a deaf ear. And so this is still a live promise. It wasn't canceled at the time of Joshua. Otherwise, God wouldn't keep renewing the appointments for today. The promise of arrival and rest is still there for God's people. God himself is at rest. Hallelujah. And at the end of the journey, we'll surely rest with God. Glory. So let's keep at it and eventually arrive at the place of rest, not drop out through some sort of disobedience. God means what, what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a, as a surgeon's scalpel cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. Oh, glory to God. We can't get away from it no matter what. With that, we've come to the end of today's reading. Praise the Lord. What an inspiring um, portion of scripture. I'd like to say thank you so much, dear Sims Tanaka, for this opportunity. I'd like to hand over now to esteemed engineer John for the Old Testament portion. Do enjoy the rest of the devotion. God bless you. Thank you so much, Sister Olivier. Thank you very much, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year barbarian plan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connected from. Um, so without further ado, we'll be heading to Jeremiah chapter 41, 42, and 43. I'd like to say a big thank you to your esteemed Samaka for the opportunity. The caption, mother, mother, not mother, mother, praise God. Verse 1, but in the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Netaniah, son of Elishama, came. He had royal blood in his veins and had been one of the king's high-ranking officers. He paid a visit to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam at Mizpah. Ten of his men, as they were eating together, Ishmael and his ten men jumped to their feet and knocked Gedaliah down and killed him. Killed the man, the king of Babylon, had appointed governor of the land. Ishmael also killed all the Judeans who were with Gedaliah in Mizpah, as well as the Chaldean soldiers who were stationed there. On the second day, after the mother of Gedaliah, no one yet knew of it. Men arrived from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria. Eighty of them, with their beards shaved, their clothing ripped, 
and gashes of their body on their bodies. They were pilgrims carrying grain offerings and incense on their way to worship at the temple in Jerusalem. Ishmael, son of Netaniah, went out from Mizpah to welcome them, weeping ostentatiously. When he greeted them, he invited them in. Come and meet Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. But as soon as they were inside the city, Ishmael, son of Netaniah, and his henchmen, henchmen slaughtered the pilgrims and dumped the bodies in a cistern. Ten of the men talked their way out of the massacre. They bargained with Ishmael. Don't kill us. We have a hidden store of wheat, barley, olive oil, and honey out in the fields. So he held back and didn't kill them with their fellow pilgrims. Ishmael's reason for dumping the bodies into his cistern was to cover up the earlier murder of Gedaliah. The cistern had been built by King Asa as a defense against Basha, king of Israel. This was the cistern that Ishmael, son of Netaniah, filled with the slaughtered men. Hmm. Ishmael then took everyone else in Mizpah, including the king's daughters, and trusted to the care of Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, by Zebradan, the captain of the bodyguard, as prisoners. Rounding up the prisoners, Ishmael, son of Netaniah, proceeded to take them over into the country of Ammon. Johanan, son of Karea, and all the office, army officers with him heard about the atrocities committed by Ishmael, son of Netaniah. They set off at once after Ishmael, son of Netaniah. They found him at the large pool of Gibeon. When all the prisoners from Mizpah, who had been taken by Ishmael, saw Je Johanan, son of Karea, and the army officers with him, they couldn't believe their eyes. They were so happy. They all rallied around Joho Johanan, son of Karea, and headed back home. But Ishmael, son of Netaniah, got away, escaping from Johanan with eight men into the land of Ammon. When Johanan, son of Karea, and the army officers with him gathered together what was left of the people whom Ishmael, son of Netaniah, had taken prisoner from Mizpah after the murder of Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, men, women, children, eunuchs, and brought them back from Gibeon. They set out at once for Egypt to get away from the Chaldeans, stopping on the way at Geruth Kimham near Bethlehem. They were afraid of what the Chaldeans might do in retaliation of Ishmael, son of Netaniah's mother of Gadaliah, son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon had appointed as governor of the country. Ah. Chapter 42. Glory to God. Where to fear will catch up with you is the caption. All the army officers led by Johanan, son of Karea, and Jezaniah, son of Oshaya, accompanied by all the people, small and great, came to Jeremiah the prophet and said, We have a request. Please listen. Pray to your God for us. What is left of us, you can see for yourself how few we are pray that god your god would pray that your god would tell us the way we should go and what we should do jeremiah the prophet said i hear your requests and i will pray to your god as you have asked 
whatever God says, I will pass on to you. I will tell you everything, holding nothing back. It said to Jeremiah, let God be our witness, a true and faithful witness against us, if you don't do everything that your God directs you to tell us. Whether we like it or not, we will do it. We will obey whatever our God tells us. Yes, count on us, we will do it. Ten days later, God's message came to Jeremiah. He called together Johanan, son of Korea, and all the army officers with him, including all the people, regardless of how much clouds they had. He then spoke, this is the message from God, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your prayers. He says, if you are ready to stick it out in this land, I'll build you up and not drag you down. I'll plant you and not pull you up like a weed. I'll feel deep compassion on account of the doom I have visited you. You don't have to fear the king of Babylon. Your fears are for nothing. I am on your side, ready to save and deliver you from anything he might do. I'll pour mercy on you. What is more, he will show you mercy. He will let you come back to your own very land. But do not say we are not staying around this place, refusing to obey the command of your God and saying instead, no, we are off to Egypt where things are peaceful. <laughs> no wars, no attacking armies, plenty of food. We are going to Jakbadir. Mm. If what is left of Judah is headed down that road, then listen to God's message. This is what God of the angel army says. If you have determined to go to Egypt and make that your home, then the very wars you fear will catch up between Egypt and the starvation you dread will track you down in Egypt. You would die there. Every last one of you who determined to go to Egypt and make it your home will either be killed, starve, or get sick and die. No survivors. Not one. No one will escape the doom that I will bring upon you. This is the message from God of the angel armies, the God of Israel. In the same way that I swept the citizens of Jerusalem away with my anger and wrath, I would do the same thing all over again in Egypt. You end up being cursed, reviled, ridiculed, and mocked, and you will never see your homeland again. A minimus of air. God has plainly told you, you left over, you, you left over from Judah. Don't go to Egypt. If anything be plainer, I warn you this day that you are living out a fantasy. You are making a fatal mistake. Didn't you just now send me to your God, say, pray for us to our God, tell us everything that God says and we will do it all? Well, now, I've told you. told you everything he said and you haven't obeyed a word of it. Not a single word of what your God sent me to tell you. So now let me tell you what will happen next. You will be killed. You will starve to death. You will get sick and die in the wonderful country where you have determined to go and live. Death, exile, slaughter, chapter 43. When Jeremiah finished telling all the people the whole message that their God had sent him to give them, all these words... Azariah, son of Hoshiah, and Johanan, son of Kariah, backed by all the self-important men, said to Jeremiah, Liar! 
Our God never sent you with this message, telling us not to go to Egypt and live there. Baruch, son of Neriah, is behind this. He has turned you against us. It's playing into the hands of the Babylonians, so we we'll either end up being killed or taken off to exile in Babylon. Johanan, son of Kari, and the army officers and the people along with them wouldn't listen to God's message that they stay in the land of Judah and live there. Johanan, son of Kariah, and the army officers gathered up everyone who was left from Judah, who had come back after being scattered all over the place, the men, the women, and children, the king's daughters, and all the people that Nebuzaradan, captain of the bodyguard, had left in the care of Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and last but not the least, Jeremiah the prophet and Baruch, son of Neriah. They entered the land of Egypt in total disobedience of God's message and arrived at the city of Tapines. While in Tapines, God's word came to Jeremiah, pick up some large stones and cover them with the mortar in the vicinity of the pavement that leads up to the building set aside for Pharaoh's use in Tapines. Make sure some of the men of Judah are watching, then address them. This is what God of the angel army says. Be on the lookout. I'm sending for and bringing Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servants. Mind you, and he will set up his throne on these very stones that I have, that I have had buried here. And he will spread out his canopy over there. He will come and absolutely smash Egypt, sending each to his assigned faith, faith, death, exile, slaughter. He will burn down these temples of Egypt's gods. He will either burn up the gods or haul them off as booty. Like a shepherd who picks lice from his robes, he will pick Egypt clean and then he will walk away without a hand being laid on him. He will shatter the sacred obelisk at Egypt's house of the sun and make a huge bonfire of the temples of Egypt's gods. Hmm. We'll continue again tomorrow. Thank you very much, everyone. And have an amazing Saturday. Praise the Lord. God bless you, esteemed brother John. What a reading. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to welcome you to the affirmation segment. Hallelujah. The affirmation is on the screen. Kindly unmute your mic so we can take it together. The of his glory is made manifest in my life. So God guides me and overshadows me. The Lord has called me to be his brother and to me 
Thank you, Lord. In blessings, the Lord has blessed us in multiplying. The Lord has multiplied us. Praise the Lord. I'd like to thank esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity. Thank you so much, esteemed family. Do have a prolific day. I now hand over to the meditation team. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is the fall of the eternal life journey. 30 days of eternal life. Esteemed family, welcome once again. I would like to thank our highly esteemed sister Marakma for the opportunity to anchor the, the meditation segment. Today, the scripture reading that we are meditating on is Romans chapter 6, verse 23, TBT translation. So we're going to read through it. Romans 6, 23. For since major wages is death, but God's lavish gift is life eternal, found in your union with our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Esteemed family, let's look at this scripture. We understand that God wants us to focus more on life eternal. Yes, you have loads of complaints, so many things to tender to him, but he wants you to focus more on life eternal. That is where this is. Life eternal is that one thing that Lucifer tried to get. Life eternal is not to live for ages. No. Life eternal means the exact life of God in you. Pastor has clarified us on this. For us not to misunderstand life eternal with someone living, demons live longer because they are spirits, but they don't have life eternal. So you having the understanding of what God has done for you, what Christ Jesus has given to us, this is a special gift to us 
So if you are not announcing from this gift, that means something is wrong, especially those that are not even participating on this 30 days journey of eternal life. Something is wrong with you. We can't have all this and yet we are not progressing. You have life of God in you. The very life of Christ Jesus is in you. Focus more on it. If you focus more on it, there is no how you will live in sin. I can bet you this. There is no how you will live in sin or live in want because you are conscious of the life of God in you. You are conscious of everything that he has done for you. You are conscious of these precious gifts which demons tried to be like God, but they can't. God gave it to you as a gift. God gave it to us as a gift. Let's focus everything about us on this life eternal which he has given unto us. Esteem family, as we progress, because today we are going to say the life affirmation together. Okay. So we're going to declare this. Uh, this are the part of the, the confession we're going to make today. So let's kindly unmute our mic and say the life affirmation together. <clears throat> My name is Valerie I am alive and I am alive. I am Let's meditate on the word. Let it sink in you. For only when it sinks in you, that's when you will be a benefactor of this word that we have affirmed. And while still meditating, let's not forget that the links to other platforms will be posted on the chat group. Kindly connect. Ensure you do your daily tasks and post scorecard. If we are doing anything in the house of God, let's be diligent in all we do. Let's be diligent in all we do. Praise <clears throat> God. Okay. Thank you Anna. so much, Comrade Martins. All right. Um. So, good morning, afternoon, evening, esteemed family, and congratulations on day four in our journey in meditating on it, eternal life. Um, so after the life affirmation, we're supposed to allow um, for one to two minutes of our personal meditation. The life affirmation is supposed to get you into your own affirmations, what you are saying. You know, we're meditating on eternal life in this period, and this is a time where you affirm that life is at work in you. Therefore, sickness has no place in you, especially if you are battling with any sickness. 
I've told you that if you meditate on life in this month, that's the end. That's the end. Because um, the life that God gave us is self-sufficient. You know, sometimes it's beautiful all that you can attend the healing streams. It's beautiful that you can have somebody pray for you and you get healed. But the life that God gave you is life. If you would harness it, if you would meditate on it, sickness cannot stay in your body. The life that God gave us, it's a life of prosperity. If you're dealing with lack, poverty, if you're always in want, if you would meditate on this life in this month, that's the end. You have to come to a place where you have the testimony that um, as long as it has to do with you, you don't lack any good thing. The area you are now building your faith is the area to be able to do more in terms of kingdom partnership and then in terms of the things that you are doing for others. But if personally you are still struggling to pay your school fees, to pay rent, to eat, to transport yourself around, you better take this meditation very seriously. Because you, you cannot even allow the rapture to happen and that's the life that you got in Christ. It's like a slap on God's face. That God gave you his very life, yet you struggled in this world. What did you do with the life that God gave you? So this meditation segment, as we take the life affirmation, just go into your own segment of meditation with the mics unmuted like that. Go into your segment for one, two minutes. You are allowed to talk. Because for some of you outside of this devotion, you don't even have the meditation. So we want to help you to at least talk every day so that you're going to have testimonies at the end of this month or within the course of the month. Your life has to change for the better. You have to tell yourself that I'm done with this state of life. I'm done with this level. I move. I'm enjoying the fullness of the life that Christ Jesus brought for me. We're going to break bread right now. And this, the act of the communion itself is a reminder that the life that Christ gave you is real. It's a reminder that you share the same life with God and the sacrifice that Jesus offered, it was more than enough. He did what was expected of him. And you got what you were supposed to get by reason of his works. First Corinthians 11 verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. His body was broken for a purpose and so that we would not be broken. We would not be broken in any ramification of our lives, not in our spirit, not in our souls, not in our bodies, not in our finances, not in our families. So whatever appears like it is not whole, like it is broken, like it is affected, like it is destroyed by virtue of this communion today, as you break this bread, as you break this bread, because he was broken for your sake, there's wholeness in all of those situations and in all of those ramifications. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, break the bread and eat it.
just in case you don't have the communion bread, if you can get an improvisation, anything that you can improvise with, it could be a biscuit, it could be a conflict, just get something you can break. There's something significant about the breaking. Break it and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after, as you drink it in, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. It is more than enough. The life that we got in Christ is everything that we need to live our lives to the full on earth. Dear Father, we thank you. Divinity has come to the fore. We live the supernatural life naturally, and the extraordinary is our daily disposition. Thank you, Lord. Testimonies of the workings of eternal lives, internal life in all ramifications of our lives this month abounds in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Take the cup. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Take the cup, glory to God. So all the tags have been posted across all our groups. Ensure that you are there. Um, we pray for the nations at 8 p.m. GMT plus one. It's this same link, so you can set your alarm 8 p.m. every day. Connect for less than 30 minutes. We pray for many things. And in this time, we're actually praying for many for Christians who have strayed away from the faith. As we draw closer to the rapture, it matters that we don't lose anyone. It matters that no one is left behind. So we're standing in the gap and intercede, interceding fervently for such Christians that have backslided, that have walked away from the faith, that got offended and left church for whatever reason and have not been following Christ. We're seeing an influx of such Christians restored to the body of Christ and they will be a fire and a flame more than they were before they left in the name of the Lord Jesus. So please join us, 8 p.m. GMT plus one. That's what we're praying for throughout this month of November so you can decide to be a part of it. And if, for instance, you as an individual, if your faith is shaking, if you are in that place where you are also wondering Will I make the rapture? If you are in that place where you are questioning your Christianity and you feel like you have become so cold in the things of God, join us and as we pray, things will happen for you. And of course, the daily tasks that we do, they position you for so much and they really help you to stay aflame in Christ. So take the tasks very seriously. If you would do them, you will really not be cold as a Christian. Neither would you be lukewarm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I'll pray over our offering at the moment. And like I always will say, we are not a church. We don't accept offerings here. So you can send your offering to your church accounts and all the different structures available in your church via which you give your offering. For those who have a place where they put their offerings on a daily basis, on a service day, you can take all the cash, you know, to church and drop in church or the altar praise god heavenly father we thank you for the word of god that we have heard today the word empowers us the word inspires us the word causes us to increase in grace in abilities in knowledge in wisdom and in wealth thank you lord for all that you are to us and all that you do for us it is in it, it's in, in thanksgiving that we offer our offering 
And yes, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, is returned back to her bosom in abundant measure in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Today is Saturday. I'm aware that we're supposed to be having testimonies, but um, for today, um, we'll not be taking testimonies um, um, this morning. So we'll just go straight into the celebration segment and we'll end the meeting. Um, brothers and sisters, we're in a season where a lot is happening in the realm of the Spirit. Ensure that you are fellowshipping. Ensure that you are tuned with God and you are making the best of the season. Maximize the time that we have. The Bible says, redeem the time for the days are evil. Maximize the time that you have, the time that you have to pray, pray. The time that you have to uh, ensure that you are attending church services and ministry programs attend. This is not the time to draw back. Remember Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. You can study it on, on your own. I'll hand over to the celebration segment at this moment. Ensure that you have a beautiful weekend. God bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Marka, for the opportunity to do this segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're joining us from. Right now, we have a celebration segment. So, if you're born today, or if there's anybody who wants to celebrate today, any event, please kindly let us know in the chat room. Hallelujah. And also, if you're joining us today for your first time, please kindly introduce yourself to us by telling us your name, where you're joining us from, and the name of the person who invited you. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Esteemed Sister Chidema says, today is my second son's birthday. His name is Udomi. Udom Sinachi. Happy birthday to your son now. Praise the Lord. From Esteemed Brother Anthony says, today is the birthday of my friend, Esteemed Pastor Ijoma Onio, and the birthday of my colleague, Tolu Lope. Happy birthday to your, to your friend and to your colleague. Hallelujah. Esteemed sister Elvina says, oh, okay, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Okay, right now I'm going to quickly pray for the celebrants of today. Okay, esteemed brother Emmanuel says, today is my friend's birthday, Dr. Bliss, happy birthday to your friend. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for our celebrants of today, for the work in wisdom, the work in love, the work in the consciousness that they have eternal life in them, that they dominate in everything they do, they are prosperous, their bands are filled with plenty, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Mr. Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. Right now, omit our mics as we share the grace in fellowship and the grace. Father, <laughs> 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 